Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 8, Episode 2. Changing up the format and sticking with it. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. It is way less stressful, I have to say. I know, but it still requires work. It requires work, of course, but it's different work, and I feel less stressed about listening to other MMA podcasts before we do ours. <laughs> yeah, so to we, rip off. <laughs> no, so that we can have the most up-to-date information. Yeah. Now it's like if we're just doing our thing, it's we're as up-to-date it. as we want it to be. So we're going to start off with the breaking news. Adnan just got released from jail. <laughs> that is breaking news. Yay. <laughs> That's very exciting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this week, I'd like to take a deep dive about ADCC, which just had its championships this weekend. ADCC is an acronym for Abu Dhabi Combat Club, which was started by a sheikh from the United Arab Emirates in 1998. Sheikh Taknoon bin Zaid al-Nahan was attending college in California when he fell in love with jiu-jitsu sh- shortly after the first UFC. No one in his gym knew his actual identity, and in a combination of a mortal combat-style competition and Cinderella, he came back to the gym he was training at for a year and was like, I'm putting together a tournament for my own entertainment because I love the sport so much. I'm going to pay for everyone to come to Abu Dhabi and have the most intense and awesome grappling competition known to man. (laughs) 24 years later, ADCC had its typical two-day competition format over the weekend and it was the biggest one in history. It was fucking awesome. All I did was hang out at home all weekend or watch it on my phone. That's all you wanted to do. And, and was, for the most part, you were able to do it. It's, yeah, it's pretty rare that I ever just say I want to do something and then I do it, and I, I really did. It's very rare. I'm, gonna, I'm really I'm, happy for you. I'm going to go off script and say, you know what else I was thinking about? That we want to be as rich as this man? Well, that for sure. But also, we haven't had a date in a long time. Will you go out on a date with me? <laughs> you can't be serious. <laughs> And this is, and these are the moments when I wish uh, we had video. <laughs> I know Melissa was mentioning the the YouTube thing recently. We got to do it, otherwise it's just going to be our normal listeners. But we appreciate them anyway, so fuck off. ADCC is held once every two years and has taken place all over the world. That's why it's referred to as the Olympics of grappling. Taking advantage of the boom in jiu-jitsu and submission grappling by average dorks like me, the event's organizer, Mo Jassim, booked this year's competition in Las Vegas. The crowd was the biggest ever at well over 10,000 in the Thomas Mack Arena, and there were all sorts of dog and pony show elements, including pyrotechnic pyrotechnics that scared the shit out of me because I'm always <laughs> nervous. I'm a freaking nervous Nelly. N- Nelly. <laughs> and I thought one of the athletes were going to get lit up on the introductions on the ADCC Hall of Fame. Uh, or actually when the, when the athletes were actually just coming out. Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. I thought it was going to be like uh, when James Hetfield, the singer of Metallica, got burned up. Did you ever hear that story? It was on yes. Behind the Music. <laughs> yes. Well, um, another dog and pony show that they had was the ADCC Hall of Fame, which is a beautiful thing honoring the best of the best, including Marcelo Garcia, Hodger Gracie, Henzo Gracie, many, many more Gracies, Dean Lister, Hoffa Mendes, and, and the list goes on and on. So it was a big deal all around. 
I can literally go on and on about so many details, which I did yapping away at my partner here and anyone else who would listen to me over the weekend. But let me, let me give you some of my high level takeaways. Number one, the whole event has had this like whole celebratory atmosphere. My friends, Ethan and Mike from the happy pole project were there and I can't wait to hear their perspective on what it was like to be there for two days. Mm. Ethan, if you're listening, get a video recap up on YouTube. The people are hungry for content and for our friends and listeners, just a reminder, subscribe to the happy pill project on either youtube or instagram or if you have tiktok do that too it's actually a lot of fun and you can learn a lot about jujitsu something i didn't do a great job of explaining about earlier in this uh is that adcc is a tournament where competitors face off multiple times in a day in a single loss elimination so it's like the u.s open except they don't metaphorically fight over a ball they literally <laughs> fight without strikes oh my gosh Andreas, you have uh, you have to hear George hate on all the metaphors and analogies when it comes to comparing tennis to fighting. I loved watching the U.S. Open. I loved watching every minute of the U.S. Open this fucking year, more than I have since I was a freaking kid. But every single match, multiple times, oh, like a boxer. What <laughs> yeah. a fighter. The fights in is like, bro, you're not fighting. You're hitting a tennis ball back and forth. And it's very difficult and it's very skilled. But fucking watch a match, watch a tournament, and count how many times they fucking say fight. Don't do it. He's already ruined it for me. Don't let him ruin it for you, too. (laughs) So... Uh, then after the freaking weight class tournament is all said and done, so you would fight, I guess, four times to, w- to decide who the champion is. Then they enter in the absolute tournament where everyone from different weight classes face off uh, against each other. The format and the rule set, which re- rewards aggressiveness and heavily penalizes passivity is super exciting to watch. I think ADCC is my favorite form of grappling to watch. And um, I wish the rule set was used more, but also I like that it's once every two years. It's wait, so cool. who won the absolute tournament um, or are you going to tell us later no i'm not going to tell you later okay but oh fuck i i'm totally blanking on his name but i know his name really well because mike always talks about how oh yuri uh, simone is or whatever uh yuri is his name because mike always says that if you're in half guard you should never shoulder clamp on the opposite side because this guy yuri who won the absolute actually did it to nicky rodriguez and uh that's how nick rodriguez passed his guard mm-hmm. so he always talks about he's been talking about this guy for like months and months and months about how he made this one mistake in a competition and it's like been burned in all of our memories to never do that shit and i know i i've <laughs> i've done it a bunch and i still fucking probably do it every now and then I'll try to stop myself. Um, but he won absolute. Although he won, I need to watch. I, I miss all the absolute matches. He won, I think, based on negative points, which is which is whatever. But like, he's still fucking. I don't won. know. I kind of really liked that. <laughs> we were watching another match. We're like, yo, Holmes is going to win because the other guy is boring and keep, kept getting negative points, I guess. Now I see here for being too passive. Yeah. But then, nah. That was Kane and Dwarch versus Craig Jones. Yeah. Which he had the freaking line of the weekend in the post-fight combat fights where he goes i couldn't take craig jones's silver medal that's his yeah that was hilarious <laughs> um what else do i got oh yeah 
Uh, Gordon Ryan is obviously the GOAT. Everybody's going to talk about it, but for our friends and listeners who don't really know too much about competitive jiu-jitsu, he's the greatest of all time, and it's pretty clear at this point. He won the ultra heavyweight division and the super fight against Andre Gaval, which has never been done before. For a legit breakdown of his com- technique, you could go anywhere else and find out. But <laughs> it was really nice to see that Gordon was dominated everybody, but was generally cool with everyone, even though he's like caused so much internet shit. And has um, ugly ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not making uh, the fashion MMA fashion. Oh, movie. definitely not. <laughs> but he was especially cool with Andre Gaval, with whom they've had like an intent, extensive internet beef, which culminated in a pretty epic smack to the face months ago. Uh, but that's all old news now. They deaded it, and I think it's all good uh, for the sport to move on. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And the last thing, man, the kids are all right. The future of jiu-jitsu is bright with all these kids coming in and crushing it. And no one had a better weekend, uh, better weekend than Cade Rutola who became the youngest ever ADCC champion at 19 by submitting every single one of his opponents. It's freaking awesome. And I'm excited to see where the sport of competitive jiu-jitsu goes next. Bravo. Beautiful recap, babe. I would just like to add, because I know our friends have heard me talk about Kenny Florian before, because I do enjoy listening to his MMA podcast with John Mm -hmm, Anik, mm -hmm. is that Kenny Florian was... The, the big old MC. Yeah. And he did a really nice job, but he's not making any MMA fashion list either. <laughs> he had like fucking khaki jeans on. Are yeah. you serious? I mean, I bet he was still the best dressed person in the whole <laughs> yeah. fucking Thomas Macarena. Fair. Except for Happy Pill Project wearer uh, Ethan, who you could get your Happy Pill Project shirts before you get your holding hands and throwing fist merch. Oh, uh, you know. It is what it is. We'll see. We'll see. We might sneak in a holding hands thing if I don't get some sketches. <laughs> so thank you for that. Even though most of you probably hadn't heard uh, too much of ADCC before, I know you've heard of Bellator. And Bellator is in Ireland this weekend. Whoop, whoop. If you've listened to previous seasons of Holding Hands and Throwing Fists, then you know that we think Bellator fucking sucks <laughs> at promoting any card at all. Even pretty avid fans like us don't know when big fights or big cards are happening, which is why we think the PFL is now the organization like right behind the UFC. I know, but fuck them too. But kind of fuck them too, because I was trying to give them props. So I looked up when the PFL championships are. The date is to be decided. The location is to be decided. What the fuck? And you heard that our MMA fighting uh, crew, they actually said the same thing that we've said, that the pacing of PFL is atrocious. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love that when they uh, follow our su- our lead. I stuff. know. It's like one of you. They're just all professional tell us podcasters. Who, who's listening to us? Just let <laughs> us know. We want to be friends with you all. How about freaking Mike Heck or, or uh, Jed or E. Casey? Just give us a like on Twitter so we know what's up, you know? All right. Well, yes. We'll look. We'll look and see which one of you is listening. So anyway, despite all of that, Bellator is in Ireland this weekend and we have to get you hyped for that and actually get ourselves a little bit hyped too. Let's do it. So Bellator has had had shows in Dublin, Ireland since 2016. They went back in 2017, twice in 2019, and again in 2020 and 2021 and earlier this year in February. Out of all those cards, I would say... George and I have like planned to go to maybe like three of them yeah, <laughs> and then never followed through because that's how we do. And 
all of the cards fell apart or at least James Gallagher like fell off the card. So we were happy we didn't spend the money. We were definitely not spending it this card. Um, So this Friday, they're back at it again. Not at the O2 Arena. It's formerly the O2 Arena. It's the 3 Arena. And on the card, we have the following Irish fighters. Peter Queeley, honorary Irish fighter because he fights out of SBG, is Pedro Carvalho, Liam McCourt, Kieran Clark, Brian Moore, and Dara Kelly. All on the card. None of these fighters are even fucking close to being household names, except in Brick Park, of course. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, no problem. I'm going to give some interesting information. Again, get our friends hyped, get ourselves hyped. I could find nothing. The only somewhat interesting thing about any of these fighters comes from Leah McCourt. And you all know Leah McCourt already because we've spoken about her before. Still worth noting, she started training MMA when she was 18, and it was after she gave birth to her daughter, Isabella. And the only other notable piece of information is that actually McCourt signed an exclusive multi-year fight sports equipment and sports apparel agreement with Everlast. And that made her the first female athlete to be placed on an apparel deal from the UK. So that was incredibly interesting. And then I searched and searched and searched for anything else interesting, but there's fucking nothing. So friends, you don't have to watch the Bellator card on Friday because it's Bellator. You definitely don't have to watch it because of the fighters. You do have to watch the card though, because we know without a doubt the fans and the energy in Dublin, Ireland, they're unbeaten. 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 Prelims at 1 p.m. So start watching. Put on your headphones. Check out of work early. As far as I'm concerned, it's still fucking summer Fridays. The main card is at four. Kick off your happy hour with it. But we always have to support Ireland. Always. I mean, the UFC lately has done those big shows in England, but they're really just like, you know, they're freaking lacking. Goddamn the top five music. <laughs> <laughs> but only we hear because you move it by the time this comes out. Yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not this time. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. The UFC in, in England has been especially electric, but the, the UFC has just got to go back to Ireland because the Bellator has just like groomed that crowd and made it like a freaking super well-oiled machine, and they're amazing. I mean, at this point, Connor should just come back and fight once in Ireland against like some scrub because there's nothing left for him. Yeah. Um, that I'm okay with. I don't ever want to see him fight again, but that I would be okay with. Yeah, yeah. And what was the other thing I wanted to say? Maybe I was just gonna maybe I was just gonna put on a projector at work. <laughs> Genius. So shall we get to our holding hands and throwing fists classics rundown? Oh, let me put the top five music here. Hit him, babe. I'ma hit him with the classic MMA boo-boo. But there were so many. This UFC card had three gnarly gnashes. <laughs> um, Gregory Rodriguez got a nasty cut on his nose where you could see his skull and the tendon, but he was allowed to continue fighting, and he eventually knocked out Cheaty Cheaty Bang Bang. <laughs> Good, because I did want to mention that nickname. It's pretty great. His name was Cheaty something, but they call him Cheaty Cheaty Bang Bang. Genius. 
Song Yudong, who was in the main fight against Corey Sanhagen and ended up losing, lost after the fourth round when the awful <sighs> cut over his left eye forced the doctor who was closely monitoring the cut for several rounds to stop the fight. And the last cut... <laughs> An MMA boo-boo that hurts the most was our godson, Thomas. He got two staples in the back of his head because he ever so slightly made contact with our fireplace, one of the reasons we call our home Brick Park. And after that was after he was using 100% of his body and soul to throw a ball in our house. All three of these gentlemen are true warriors and I would also like to note that we still have not found the ball that our godson Thomas Dude, threw. He threw it to another dimension without doubt. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's he gone threw it forever. to another dimension. That's I, it, That energy was unparalleled. Um, so for the holding hands and throwing fist merch, I think that like the easiest thing to do is we're going to print on a uh, sublimated print on a uh, poly cotton, uh, poly span shirt. I think, right? So it's going to be like kind of like a rash guardy. Um, and I think we're going to put the logo on the front chest, like where is left, like four inches by four inches. And on the back, I think I want to put big letters. So I was going to put hold hands and throw fists in huge letters on the back. But I was also thinking about maybe just putting in big letters, MMA boo-boos. <laughs> ah. It's kind of stupid, but also who wouldn't want it? Why don't we start with... A classic hold hands, throw fists, and then then move on to the more niche crowd. Okay, but then also let me ask you this. Should we just do the, a regular uh, cotton shirt again? I mean, obviously, that's what I think. Who the fuck else is training other than you? <laughs> because then I don't know what the screen prints are. Whatever, I'll find it out. You want to figure it all out? When we're not recording? No, I, because I want I want our friends and listeners uh, who are going to participate in the merch to let us know. So shoot me a text. All they need to do is pay for merch. They don't, they don't need to give <laughs> All their this time I-, I have the opinions for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. MMA fashion is kind of light this week. A lot of it was really just like what didn't make the top. But goddamn, for the second week in a row, Ling Jing, uh, Li Jing Liang posted a, a freaking picture with the drip is just real on Twitter. This dude was wearing green tims mint green tims and i was about to go to the tim store to go fucking buy them today in soho you need them i i think i need i i you bought me rain boots last year and i freaking love them but i think i need to buy dead ass new york tims i need them i said i also did say that when i win the lottery because i'm convinced i'm gonna win the lottery the first thing i'm gonna do is buy a pair of tims so i'll never forget where i come from <laughs> All right. Another holding hands and throwing fist classic. Um, is it even a classic? It's a staple. Just it's, okay, just, well, it's like one of two staples no, in Thomas's head. Oh, I can't even say the word staple. No anymore. more staples. No more staples. It's Buffer's Blazers. All ADCC weekend. The woman who used to be the announcer for Legendary Pride FC, who we respect but are really not fans of due to the ridiculously annoying sound of her voice, was introducing the fighters. So you can imagine our surprise when we heard the voice of our very own Brucey Bear. Bruce Buffer came out to introduce all the athletes for the championship bouts in a beautiful champagne floral blazer. A plus, Bruce Buffer. And while this was not his first time at ADCC, the unexpected introductions made it super memorable. Like ADCC in 
2013, like as recent as that, like it was just at a fucking gym and there was like nobody there <laughs> except for like jujitsu icons. And Bruce was, has been doing that, uh, that since like even back then. But I think he, uh, you know, now he's, he's so freaking big. You just bring him in for the, uh, championships championships you know what i mean well it was glorious and he should just take over and get rid of that annoying lady uh nothing really for mma beef or we want both to win really this week but i do have uh i'm gonna sneak in a, that guy looks like my brother uh, <laughs> uh gordon ryan looks very similar to billy in nah, terms of come <laughs> on. No, 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 no. you know who i was gonna say though was the guy who got the his nose split open <laughs> yeah gregory, gregory rodriguez, rodriguez. kind of yeah, looks like my brother he's, closer. He's, he's shredded got the the clean bald head and also kanan dwarch the way i tried to find a picture of him to show you on google images because you saw him fight yesterday but there's no pictures of how he looks now he looks like my brother now but not how he used to oh okay yeah all his google images are not up to date anything else mama nothing this episode is brought to you by jamie and giancarlo on some freaking great news love the whole lot of you 